I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today is a very special episode. Like most of you know, I am a mother of two girls, ages 11 and 14. Raising them has been one of the most cherished gifts in my life. I'm over halfway through their childhood, and to even say those words seems unreal. The time has gone by so fast. I remember when they were little, and people would say how fast it goes, but when you are in the middle of it, you can't seem to believe it. Well, now I believe it. I am living each day, embracing the moments with them like I have always done, but reflecting back to their childhood, asking myself questions like, did I instill in them strong values and beliefs? that will be a guidepost in their lives? Knowing what I know now in my 50s, how all of our limiting beliefs come from our parents, wondering what limiting beliefs they have had that we have unconsciously gave them, or hopefully we have empowered them to look beyond any limiting belief so that they are able to acknowledge them and grow and learn as they live their lives. To those of you who are listening and have babies under seven, you still have time to instill beliefs consciously, because if you have listened to most of my guests, you have learned that all your limiting beliefs are set by the age of seven. The reason I am sharing this with you is because of my guest today and the way she was raised as a child. How many times do you ask someone, how was your childhood? And they can say it was absolutely amazing. Well, my guest today can say that, which is why I find her so fascinating and someone I want to share with my listeners. Her name is Sharice Bangs. I met her and her amazing husband, Adam Kruger, who I had on this podcast just a few weeks ago. Many of you who listened to that episode remember the magical story of how they met and how Sharice really inspires Adam and what a wonderful relationship they share. Before we get started, here's a little bit of her background. Sharice grew up in San Francisco. She was born at home to two hippie yogis. It wasn't long before they had a family band and were hanging out at yoga farms. Creativity and yoga were always in her blood. Sharice started dancing when she was three years old and continued on to acting and modeling. The move to L.A. brought several television, film, and commercial endorsements. Comedy and impersonations are Sharice's specialties. Sharice has deepened her lifelong yoga practice to become an Ayurvedic yoga therapist in 2010 and loves coaching people to be the best version of themselves through Ayurvedic consultations, private yoga, meditation sessions, sound healing, Reiki, and tarot card readings. She loves being a mom and cares deeply about the environment and mankind. There is so much magic that we are going to uncover in Sharice today. 
I cannot wait to get started. So please welcome Sharice Bangs to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. Oh, <laughs> so fun to get to know you and learn how you were raised. And I, you know, I, before an interview, I try to figure out like what has touched me with the person that I've, you know, I have never met you, but, you know, looking and listening to you and watching your, reading your website, getting to know you through your YouTube videos. And, you know, it's like, what really do I get from her? And I think it's your, the way you were raised, you know, not many people can really say that. And I, you know, I lay in bed at night thinking it was thinking about like, what direction am I going to go with Sharice? And it was that. And I thought, what a fun way to like me as a parent, you as having Jacob, he's eight, right? Yes, he's eight. You know, me with my two girls. And I just would love to kind of start with, you know, the way you're raised. And it's just such a fascinating story. I want my listeners to hear that. Yes. Well, I actually just uncovered something that was so magical. I found a note that was written to me from a Swami on the day that I was born. And so that was really powerful. I'll come back to that. But I do want to say that I really do believe that you choose your parents. And I'm just so grateful for my parents. I was born at home and my mom actually had a bunch of her girlfriends there and they were all chanting and they were singing Om when I came out. And so it just just feels so cool. And it's no wonder that I'm just so drawn to that. And like, I probably do about, I don't know, 50 or more Ohms a day, depending on what I'm doing. Wow. I just came out like that. And I just, I feel like it's such a blessing. And I've always felt that even as a child, that because of the way I was raised, I didn't really realize till later that other people weren't raised so much like that, Mm -hmm. but I just want to help people. I just want to be of service. And that's kind of everything I do is like, how can I serve? Like, what can I do to help you? Like, I just, I love to give. And when I give, I just receive so much back as well. So it's like, I truly just feel like in the giving is just where all the gifts are. Oh, Completely. I, you know, I, I try to instill that in my girls and, you know, it is so true. And I, everything I ever in my life that has given me such joy is when I've been a giver or when I've been serving. That is the pure, purest of love and purest of the, this, this, that gratitude that you get in your soul that you feel. Cause I just knowing that and teaching that to people or kids, you know, my, our children, yes. what a gift and that your mom did that with you. Oh yeah. I mean, I I just, my parents are, and to this day, like, they're just like, when I think of them, sometimes I just start crying because they're just such amazing people. I mean, obviously everyone has their stuff and, and, you know, they have their stuff too, but it's just like the true essence of them and their generosity and their love. And, you know, the night they met, they wrote a song together and they sang together and they're still doing that. They're called Heart Dream. And so they, they perform all, they've actually performed worldwide and now they're doing gigs over Zoom, but they're just, they're amazing performers. So you got your performing thing, like your whole, in your blood from them. Oh, yes, yes. So we had a family band and we were always every weekend, you know, we were singing and dancing and just having the best time. In fact, I thought my parents wrote all the Beatles music because growing up, (laughs) they would play all the Beatles music. And so I didn't find out until a little bit later when one of the Beatles music came on and I said, Oh, that's my parents. Like, like my parents, oh, that's my parents' song. And they're like, no, that's the Beatles. But I, you know, <laughs> it, that's the kind of music that they used to play. So, <laughs> oh, fun. But they've been married for how long? So they've been married for, is it 48 years? I feel. Yeah. Wow. They, they, yeah. They're an amazing couple. Okay. So you were raised, you little like that, dancing and singing and in a band. And then you went into high school. And so where are you at now in high school? Are you interested in the same kind of things? Are you looking toward college? 
Yeah, you know, I was always interested in performing and I was in drama, of course, doing musicals, dancing. I was in the advanced dance program at school and all that kind of stuff. And actually, I just remembered, I just went through one of my old yearbooks and I was voted, or I was, sorry, I was second place. No, I was, I can't remember if I was first or second place, but most likely to end up on Broadway or something like that. Oh, which neat. I, I didn't, but that's something that's always been passionate. I just love to perform. And obviously I'm still doing that. I do so many different things and I just enjoy them all. Yeah. My, my daughters, that's their dream. When they get up on stage, when they say what their dream is, is to be on Broadway. Oh and, yeah. And they just love that. So I love that. It's just fun to watch. It's fun. Them, what's fun watching them grow in that way and their confidence and what it's done for them in school. And I just think that whole background for them anyway, has been just like a platform for so many things. I agree with you. And I remember, you know, looking back, it, it's clearer now. But when I was in high school, I was in so many different things. I was in dance. I was in drama. I was taking voice lessons. I was taking piano. And because I had all these different things that I was putting my energy into, I never got caught up in the wrong crowd because I feel like I just had that daily discipline. You know, I had such a great home life. I was a good learner in school. And then I had all these different things that I was doing after school. So I think that really helps to keep people out of, you know, trouble. Totally. So when you were great, when you were growing up all the way with your, you know, living at home, did your mom and dad have rituals in the morning that you would do together? Oh yeah. We always had to show gratitude in the morning and we always had every week we had a family satsang, which is like a come together where you kind of do like some prayer and music and just kind of set your intentions and things like that. And every night, you know, we, we would always have dinner together and we just had such a great family unit in terms of, we could always discuss anything with each other, with my brother and I, or my parents. And it was, it's just very open and always loving. I mean, People ask me all the time, like, what was it that you like about your mom? And I just said, no matter how she was feeling or whatever was going on, she was always just so happy to see me and always had a smile on her face and wanted to know more. And I think when you feel that kind of love and compassion coming from somebody, you know, anything and everything is possible. And of course, right. my dad was the same way, but I just think, you know, as a woman, or as a child, then a girl, you know, you look to your mom as, you know, just for mm -hmm. a certain kind of feeling. And I always got that from her. Oh, you, I have tears <laughs> that touches me. <laughs> it was even touching me when I was thinking about you and like how you were raised and how important it is to, you know, the first seven years of your life, you know, and, you know, thinking now that you're a mom and that you're doing this with Jacob and you're so aware of it and how many parents out there aren't aware of that. And to, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm just grateful for me. I had my children later in life so I had all this education and, you know, did all this self-development work. So I understood and how important that was. But to have those gifts and your mom and dad knowing that and doing that every day and that love, and it's so important. And to feel that love and look at what you've become from that, you know. Oh, yes. I'm honestly so grateful. And one of the reasons I wanted to have children and now, you know, we decided we just wanted one after we had Jacob because one is such a miracle in itself. But right. one of the reasons I wanted to have children was because I wanted my parents to be grandparents. Like I just knew that they would be amazing just as they were with me. And I mean, it's just when they're with him, I mean, it's like my, he does, my Jacob does guitar lessons with my dad every single day on Zoom. My mm. mom used to be a teacher. And so she teaches him all different sorts of things. They made a world together over the summer. And, you know, just the way that they talk to him and communicate with him, it's so positive. And I just, you know, it's just so nice to have that kind of love in your life. 
Oh, yes. So when your so when your mom, I know she helped Jacob when he was in quarantine with school, right? Because she used to be yes. a school teacher. Yes. I remember Adam telling me that in that episode. What a blessing. Oh, what <laughs> oh my gosh. So in, with her now, like looking, so I think of my mom, but you know, when you have this mom that is exuding, my mom exudes love too and you know, all that stuff. But I, if I had her here and she was teaching my girls and like really being part of my family and would she give you any advice or does she just kind of like embrace who you are and just let you kind of do your own thing? Well, <laughs> that's so funny that you asked that. Yes. I mean, I think she knows that I've told her several times that like, you know, because she's so motherly and, and loving and she plays that role so well as we all play different roles in our life. I've had to remind her a couple of times, like, Hey mom, like I'm an adult now. Like <laughs> right? <laughs> Adam and I are the parents. So we, we got this, you know, the only time we really need you to do that is like, say if we were on a date, but you know, we haven't gone really out of the house because of the pandemic that much. So, you know, but yeah, I'm like, let us do this part. So no, we definitely have had that, but overall, like it's amazing. And, and I think it's important in life always to, to focus on the positive. And I, and I think especially with family, you're reminded of that. Like, you know, you're reminded of how you're showing up in the world and the kind of work that you've been doing on yourself. Like how can you truly be and react to a situation where, where you feel triggered, right? And right. so I think that that is a trigger with my mom, but we've, mm-hmm. uh, we've come to a place where it doesn't really trigger me anymore. Cause I just, I state my piece and I know that I love her and she loves me and, you know, and that's it. And I feel like, I feel really good about that in terms of the work that I've done to release that. Right. And, you know, I think I can totally relate to that with my mom. And if she'll say something, I, it's who they are, right. It's just accepting that's where they are. That's all they know. And they love you. And I yes. just have, you know, if you take it that way and you take it with love, because that's really where she's coming from anyway. But just asking that, I just was picturing her teaching Jacob every day for those few months and wondering, gosh, gosh I don't know if I could do that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I know. I'm like, mom, if you need a break or you need a day off, no, I love it. It's, it's my pleasure. And he's my most wonderful grandson. Of course, he's the only grandchild. So I think that's part of the reason, you know, she wishes that they live next door, you know? Oh, cute. Okay. So my listeners heard the story of how Adam and you met. Yes. So I heard his side of it and I've kind of heard in his podcast, both of you in a little bit, but I'm curious because I want to know where you came from before you met him. What kind of, where you were dating before that? Were you attracting like little bits like he was in a certain people? And then he's like, forget it. I'm just going to be fine by myself. And then all of a sudden he gets this nudge, like I'm going to meet somebody tonight. What was your side of that? Yeah, you know, it was so serendipitous, you know, like just how it all happened. I actually was married to my high school sweetheart. And so that lasted for a little bit. And then I realized, okay, that was only meant to be for this amount of time. And so after that, I mean, I was in my mid twenties, like learning to date, you know, I had never dated really anybody. So I had a delayed learning experience, you know, and I was like each person, I'm like, oh, they could be the one, they could be the one. Cause I think I've always just had that innocent energy about myself, like wanting to find love, you know, like knowing that I have that love within myself, but just, I've always loved that romantic love. And I think a lot of people do, but especially for me. And so Mm -hmm. I had all these interesting dating experiences where I would be attracted for one reason and then realize, okay, yeah, but the rest of it is not there. And I finally just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I am just going to do my own thing. And I committed to a 40 day, like almost like a cleanse where I'm Mm going to just 
not date anybody. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to go to events that make me feel good. And I went to like a chanting one night, a meditation the other night, yoga another night. You know, I was just doing all these things. And with my girlfriends, I was having the best time and was, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. And then it was interesting because as the 40 days were up, I was like, hmm, I feel like I'm going to meet somebody. And I really got a strong pull like the night before I met Adam. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm going to like a work event. And I usually didn't meet people that way because I'm a Britney Spears impersonator. I don't do it quite as much anymore because of what's happening with the pandemic, but I've been doing it for so many years and it's so much fun. So usually I just perform and I go and I don't really meet people, but I definitely had that feeling. And when I drove up with my friends in the car and I saw him walking up to the car, it was like, just like a, a boom, a magic moment. And it was like, I felt like it was an outer body experience a little bit. And we just talked that night and we had so much in common and we both were so secure as to what we wanted and we're okay on our own. And I think that was the biggest difference between meeting him and anybody else that I had met. Oh, I, I love that magic story. I had a magic story. I don't know if I met Richard and he the first card he gave me was a card that I'd had in my pantry for five years that I had read for every morning having coffee. Like I was a soulmate card and I wanted to create that. And I thought if someone could give me this card, this is how I want to feel. And when I opened that card and I was like, whoa, this is the card that's like five feet away from me in that pantry. But I didn't ruin it for him because I wanted him, because I now knowing him, he's a big time card person. So I know how hard it was for him to pick that card out. But when I told him the next day, he said, you have no idea. I had like five cards in my hand and that one kept going. I kept going, drawing to me. You know, I kept looking at that one. That was the one that kept pulling me. So when you know that you are just have that, that, that magic moment and you're just drawn, and I think, especially I think for me anyway, the older I was to finding that and really being clear and I had that, I just knew who I was, you know, and that part worked for me. Like a lot of people can get married younger and it works for them. But for me, like really knowing who I was and what was going to work together or what was going to work in, with me, you know, that's just such clarity, And then that card kind of made it really clear. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. And I love those magical moments. And I think that when people experience them, it just means that they're on their path and they should be trusting and go further and allow more of those things to happen. Because I've had so many of those magical moments and it's just, it's truly incredible. Oh, so, and I think you're aware. That's why, you know, you're looking for them because so many people live their life with their head down or not open and in the vibration to allow everything that's already there to appear, but they miss all those magic moments. But once you start going, whoa, this is, you know, you get all excited and your alignment's up and then everything's there. Like it's always been there. And to really be there and present in life, it's just magical. It's magical. <laughs> I say that word a lot. <laughs> yeah. And if you expect it, I really do believe that you are what you do on a daily basis. So if you every day then expect to see these beautiful blessings and magical happenings around you, then that's what you're going to receive. Right. We do that. I do that with the girls. We'll pick an object of when we all used to drive to school together and we'd pick one object and I would just show them like, there it is. Look, like maybe a second after they're like, there it is. But your mind is looking for that and it's going to find it. But to teach that, I want to hear your Jacob, like what you do as a mom, like what are the most important things with Jacob that you really find at this age? He's only eight, but what are the things that you really find important to teach him? 
I think taking deep breath has always been an important thing because he is a very much a perfectionist. You know, you can kind of tell your children right away. He is such a perfectionist. And so he always wants to do his best and have the best results. And so I'm letting him know that like, if you take a breath and you keep that calm energy, then anything and everything is possible. And people want to work with you when you can stay calm. And these are leadership qualities. And so we have conversations every day about different leadership qualities and different qualities that will help him be at peace. And we do affirmations every day and we chant and we send out alms to people. So we just have so much fun. I just feel like there's nothing I can't talk to him about. He's such a sponge. And mm-hmm. so literally like the other day we just started on, do you, have you read that book, The Four Agreements by yes. Dr. McGowan Ruiz? Yeah. So I just wanted him to know about that because I think it's one of those simpler things that you can kind of take in even at this mm-hmm. age. And so we've been going over all four of them and I asking him about examples and different things. And it's just, it's so fascinating to me. And it just, it feels good because when I'm talking about it, I'm remembering all those things for myself too. Yes. We were, it's funny because I was talking about my sixth grader, Presley was taking things personally. And I know that's one of the agreements. And I, we were talking about that, but what a great reference. That's such a great idea. Thank you for that because I will use that because that is a simple way of teaching them those four simple tools. So it's don't take things personally. Mm-hmm. What else? I forget. Be impeccable with your word. With your word. Don't make assumptions. And then the last one is always do your best. And I think that one is, is really great because our best is different. You know, sometimes we're coming at a day where, you know, we have lower energy or whatever. So just give it your best, whatever you have at that moment and not, don't put pressure on yourself. And so as long as you're doing your best and you're leaving things better than you found them, then, then we're good. Right. Does he fight you at all ever? Like when you want to do, cause we do our IMs in the morning, we do our prayers. Like we just visualize, we do our great gratitude. Do you ever have to fight him when you do those all your ohms and your chanting. That's just amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Every once in a while, he's like, well, he's like, I'm tired or I'm this. And I say, okay, well, so we just won't talk. And then when you're ready to talk, we'll start with the affirmation. Oh, funny. (laughs) And then right away, he's like, okay, I'm ready. Right. (laughs) Cute. Oh, see, I love that. It's such that time in the morning is so special. And to have that connection and that, and I know that they crave it now because we haven't done it. And now that I'm in the car now driving with them, they're like, mom, can we start the prayer? Can we start our IMs? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is where you see the magic because you're like, gosh, you, you try to plant these seeds as a mom, knowing that they're so important that they'll benefit from that in their life. And then all of a sudden they're hungry for it. Yeah. Or then all of a sudden, like for Jacob the other day, like I got frustrated about something and I was staying as calm as I possibly could. And he goes, mommy, you should take a breath. And he's leading me through all the things that I lead him. And I'm just like, oh good. It's like totally in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow. See, I love that. Are you a breath work? Is that something that you work toward? Yes. Oh my gosh. With my yoga and Ayurveda training, one of the limbs of yoga is pranayama and it's beneficial for everybody. There's so many different types of breath work that you can do. And so, you know, just taking those deep breaths is one that I've worked with him, but we've also done Nadi Shodana, which is the alternate nostril breathing where you inhale up one side, hold, and then release out the other side. And you continue going back and forth and that balances the channels. And so I've started to talk to him about that. Like we're starting to go over the limbs of yoga and I had forgotten one day to do it. And he goes, mommy, tell me more about the limbs of yoga. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. 
I'm keeping it in small doses. So that way it seems interesting and he loves to learn different things. And so I always tell him that this is, this should be just as big of a part of your life as everything else, because if you can stay calm and have these practices, people will look up to that and admire that. Not all, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that these tools will help you in your life with anything and everything that you're doing. Oh, so, so amazing to be eight years old and knowing that and asking you about it. I mean, people listening right now are going to be like, oh my gosh, Sharice, <laughs> I need to go bring my kids back to one and start from over. You know, it just makes you, it's so important. Those years of just this development and knowing that they're seven years old, that brain, I mean, we're, they're almost done, you know, being um, whatever programmed. Right. Oh, absolutely. One of my best friends is actually a psychologist. And so she was the one who was telling me all these things. And anytime I have a question about something like, should I be talking about this? And she'll say, you know what, wait until this age. It's so amazing to have that advice. But yes, I mean, I started at the beginning and it was kind of like, you know how some people are like, I don't understand. Like, how did you get your kid to eat vegetables? Well, I just introduced a little bit and I didn't move on from it. I just kept it. And it's the same thing with affirmations, the same thing with prayers, with learning new information, if you just do a little bit every day, then it just turns into this beautiful garden, you know, Mm -hmm. this sanctuary that he will have access to for his whole life. And I always talk about, you know, tapping into your portable paradise, which is from Paramahansa Yogananda. Have you read any of his books? I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I just talk about how important that is, is that wherever you go, you have this portable paradise with you. And that's like one of the most important things that you can offer for yourself and for others so they feel at ease and at peace. And so, you know, I just think it's it's never too young to start and you can just do a little bit. You don't have to cram it all in at once. It's like, just let it be something that they're seeing you doing as well. Like he sees me meditate every day. He also meditates, but I meditate for longer. So it's like, he's eventually going to do the things that we're doing because kids don't listen to you. They look at your actions. Right, exactly. I love that. Tell me about your meditation practice. Oh man. Yes. I love meditating. I think I really found a technique that really works for me. I got initiated into Kriya Yoga, which is a type of breath work and meditation that is a series of things. And I'm actually not allowed to divulge it because it's something you have to get initiated into. But Mm -hmm. I do that every day, once or twice a day, sometimes more. And then I have other meditations that I do. Like I love to do sound meditations. I'm really big into using crystal bowls and the gong and chimes. And I play the harmonium. I feel there are so many different types of meditations. One of my favorite that really got me into having a daily practice is Japa meditation, when you repeat a sound or an affirmation or a mantra. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I'll wear my mala, which is 108 beads. And that's a very auspicious number in India and just in Vedic culture, because it represents a completion and it represents OM. So 108 equals the OM sound, A-U-M. And so, and it's something that they do in, in ceremonies in India. So it's less that it's been going on for years. And so there's a magic in that number and it gets seated in your mind. So that's something that I really love to do throughout the day. I might be somewhere. I have my mala. I just do 108 while I'm waiting for somebody in the car. And there's different mantras or chants that you can use depending on what you're working on. If there's something you're trying to overcome, you can maybe use Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha, which is about Ganesha, removing obstacles, new beginnings. There's some for more abundance. There's, there's just, I mean, it's limitless, really. So I would say that if I had to choose one that I couldn't live without, it would be my Japa meditation. I just love that, that chanting out loud within, you know, letting it just sink into your, your cells. But you're speaking out loud. 
when yeah, you're doing Yeah, you can do it out loud or you can do it within. So it depends on the person and what you need. Like when I'm talking with someone like for an Ayurvedic client, if there's somebody that has a lot of vata going on or a lot of excess air, I might really recommend for them to say it out loud. So they don't get, if you start to do it in your mind, what might happen is the thoughts are starting to overcome it. So you mm-hmm. want to start it out loud and then eventually go within. So it just kind of depends on what you need. Also, if you're around other people, you could just be doing it within. And sometimes I'll just do that. If I want to go to that sanctuary for myself, I'll just start chanting inside my mind. Huh. So when you do your trainings, when someone's coming to you with all the, you do your Reiki, you do the sound healing and the tarot reading, all those things. Tell me all the things that you do if people would want to see you for. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you mentioned the tarot readings. I love tarot so much. I grew up with it. My mom did the tarot cards. And so we used to always ask questions when I was growing up. And then in junior high, I really felt really attached to the cards. Like I felt like, okay, I have a calling for this as well. And so I've been using them ever since. And I didn't even realize that that was something that I could do for a living. Obviously at the time I was in junior high, but Mm -hmm. it's it's been amazing. You know, I can do it online. I can do it anywhere. I do it. You know, it's just so much fun. And I feel like really what it is, is that you're putting your energy into the cards, both the reader and the person that I'm doing the reading for. And the universe just brings you back these beautiful messages. I've had so much magic over the years with the cards. And so I like to use that in my sessions, but also sometimes I just do a straight up hour of tarot, depending on what the person has. If they have a lot of questions or a lot of burning questions, I'll use the cards. And then I love to use the crystal bowl with my Reiki healings. I just recently became a Reiki master. So I'm so excited because I'll be able to train other people to do Reiki, but it's just such amazing. It's an energy healing with your hands. It's that beautiful energy that comes from the universe, from the Reiki angels through me to that person. And I've started to do so many long distance healings too, which I absolutely love. And then I do private yoga sessions and I've been doing a lot online, which has been really fun because I can see what my clients are still doing to align them. And we always end with a sound bath and a meditation. And then with my Ayurvedic sessions, it's incredible because a lot of people don't know so much about Ayurveda, but it's a body mind type. It's a self-healing. So you discover what your body mind type is. And then from there, there's a diet that would help you. There's herbs. There's a certain type of yoga practice, a certain type of meditation, just depending on your body mind type. Because it's not every person has an individual energy. And so you should go towards what's going to put you in, in harmony. Huh, but how do you find that type? What do you do so, to find that? I ask a lot of questions. And then before, when I could be with people, I could also take their pulse and actually just tell from their pulse. But because I'm not always able to do that right now, I do a lot of questions and we discover it that way. And then we talk about any imbalances or anything that might be happening. Because a lot of times people might take a quiz online and think, okay, I'm this. But what's really happening is they're finding out what their imbalance is and not what their true state is supposed to be. So we discover what their true state is and if they have any imbalances present. And then from there, we can address that. And I've had amazing results with people. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I am trained to help and implement wonderful healing practices. So if I came to you and you asked me all the questions, we did a a Zoom call or something, you would put together what I would need to do for exercise, eating, what are the categories? work. Breath, oh, um, breath work. Yeah, for any kind of therapeutic healing. Um, in Ayurveda, there's something called abhyanga. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but Mm-mm. it's a body oiling. And so we would discover what type of oil would be good for your skin, if there's any herbs involved with that as well. There's different practices that I recommend depending on any imbalances 
or depending if you just want to keep your, your dosha type in check. Hmm. And the dosha types are what? So there's vata, which is the air quality. There's pitta, which is the fire. And there's kapha, which is earth water. And so everybody has all three present in their body, but most people are predominant in one and have a little bit excess of another one. So for example, I'm a vata pitta type and Adam is a pitta vata type. So hmm. everyone kind of has a different, some people are tridoshic even too. They have more of a balance. Can it be like if you were married to somebody and you're completely off or does it really matter? You mean, do you have to marry somebody that's similar to you? Yeah. No, it can be totally different. You can be totally like a Vata type could be attracted to a Kapha type or it doesn't, it does, that kind of thing doesn't matter. And another thing that's cool about Ayurveda is that your dosha type always stays the same. It never changes. So the only thing that can change is if you have an imbalance, if you have insomnia or if you have anxiety, then these are the things I can help with in terms of getting you back to balance and finding ways to feel in harmony with your type. Huh, so someone would come to you with anxiety, say, and say, I'm, yeah. this is, and what are you going to do to help them? Well, we would, I would want to discover what their true nature is first. If they have anxiety and they're a Vata type, then we've really got to find a bunch of different practices that are going to calm them down. Because as a Vata, you're actually, you might naturally just go to anxiety because it's like you're constantly going on the go. The, the energy in your mind is just always going. So I would address it a little bit differently. If you're a Kapha type, it would actually probably be a lot easier to ground you because it's just something that's an imbalance more as it's not your true state, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But let me address it like you asked. So if someone came to me and said they have anxiety, some of the things I would recommend is putting oil on their head. And there's a special oil called Narayana oil that you can actually do head oiling. And so you'd have to be comfortable with that. But it's something that you just do a nice pat on the head and you massage it into the head. And mm -hmm. the herbs and the oil actually help to calm you. One of the things that I was trained in as well with Ayurveda is aromatherapy. So I make different blends for my clients depending on what they're going through. So I have a blend that I make for anxiety that helps them to to kind of automatically calm down because with essential oils, it actually goes into your bloodstream within two minutes. So you're able to feel that, which is incredible. But I would prescribe a certain type of meditation. And the thing about Ayurveda too, is that you actually have to do the things that I'm saying. It's not like you're taking a pill and all of a sudden it's gone. It's right. like, you have to do the meditation that I'm suggesting. You have to do the breath work. You have to do the head oiling. You have to put on the essential oils that I recommend. You have to take the herbs that I recommend too. So it's like you're then responsible. So it's huh. one of those things. Oh, I love that. I've, I never, I've always heard that. And Adam and I talked about it because he's into that too, but I didn't understand it the way you just explained it. Thank you for that. Oh, yes. My pleasure. So I'm looking at you describing your life and I'm just getting a flashback right now, watching you on YouTube as Britney Spears. <laughs> And I don't know, like, were you doing, I know you've been doing this your whole life, uh, all these rituals and things from when the day you were born, and then you go and start impersonating Britney Spears. Yeah. Okay. Happen? So this is one of those magic moments, actually, when I was in junior high, I, you know, I was a performer and I loved to dance and lip sync. And I did all these like be a star videos. I don't know if you know what that is. But I entered a lip sync contest and I actually won first place. And I always thought that was so cool. And I, I won this money and I was like, wow, I'm, a, I'm an awesome lip syncer. Who knew like that would become like my career, right? Right. And so I now, you know, my first, like when Britney first came out, I had so many people tell me, you know, you kind of look like that Britney girl. I was very young at the time. And I thought, you know what? I wonder like what that is. I had no idea that there was a whole world of lookalikes 
And so a friend of mine who had been hiring me for different events said, you know, I could get you on event, an event if you want to perform as Brittany. And so she had me come to the office and I did like a lip sync for her. And she's like, you're perfect. And I had picked out a costume and a wig and everything. And so she ended up booking me on a ton of things. And then she introduced me to so many different bookers. And I mean, I've traveled around the world performing. It's huh. so much fun and I love it. <laughs> you know, but watching you on the YouTube and <laughs> my daughter and I were sitting in here yesterday and I'm learning about you. And the way I perceive you by reading all the stuff and all the things you do and the things you teach. And then I'm watching you dance like Britney Spears. I'm like, wow, this woman is like so multiversed. You know? <laughs> it was so amazing. But Thank that was your, like, your, that's your livelihood. I mean, that's how you met Adam. That's how I met Adam. And honestly, I've met so many great people that way. There's such like a great community of lookalikes and we just have so much fun. It's like, it's to me, I consider it part of acting. You put on the costume and you're ready to go. And, you know, I've always had that side of me where I've done different characters and I just, I love getting into it and I love to perform. And I think sometimes people think, oh, well, they're very airy-fairy. And yes, I am airy-fairy, but I'm also like, I feel like I'm kind of a hybrid. I, you know, I can jump into different things and be great. I'm like, you know, like I tell Jacob, adapt, adjust, accommodate. Like I can do that really easily. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, you're an amazing dancer, the way you move. I was like, oh my gosh, Sharice. <laughs> uh, has um, Jacob seen that video? <laughs> you know, he hasn't seen that video, but he has seen me do Britney. And when I, you know, I've been doing oh it since gosh. he was born and he's like, mommy, what is this Britney? I remember when he first asked me and I'm like, I'll tell you when you get a little older. So now he Cute. knows, he knows that Cute. I've done that. But it's funny because he'll make fun of me. Like he'll be playing a game and he'll have music on or whatever. And I'm, I'm like dancing around. He's like, mommy, he's like, you're not a good dancer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> Going to a whole different thing, thinking of Jacob. What would you, I always, I would love to put something like a personal development course in school, right? Oh, yes. Could you imagine? I'm working with yes. these kids right now. I was telling Adam, these teenagers, I send them texts every morning and we try to do a Zoom call or they come to the house and I teach them, you know, all these IMs and all, you know, really how to get their vibration up and all their alignment and how amazing if you're happy and you're aligned with the, what you can see and what happens. Oh, and if you can serve and give and teaching them to give and all those things. But what, if you were like a school teacher and you could put a book in the school classroom or teach some certain topic, even with Jacob's grade or, you know, in, in elementary, what would you, what would be really important to you to teach to those kids? I would just teach them that anything and everything is possible. And as long as they put their heart and their mind into it and they use that kindness and that, that individual beauty that comes from all of us. I know I'm going on and on and on. Oh. I think I would just encourage them to feel that oneness that we share, that beautiful like universal force or God or whatever you want to call it. I know I probably couldn't mention that in school, but just that they have access to that. Like we all are here for a purpose and a reason and discovering that purpose and just going for it and not worrying so much about what other people have to say about it. But as long as their mind and their heart is in the right place, then anything and everything is possible. I really believe that. My parents always told me that anything and everything is possible. If you want to do that, do the work, go for it do all these things, we'll encourage you. And that's another thing. Like my parents were always there for me and always encouraging me. And so if I can be that force for somebody that maybe doesn't have that, like that's why right now I'm teaching yoga once a week in Jacob's class. We do our morning oh. yoga, we do affirmations. Like, I just think it's so important that they feel that. So 
Yeah, so important in childhood. And, you know, as they get older and start dealing with so, this, you know, social media and the pressure and me having two girls, you know, I really am really sensitive about that and really careful. And, you know, I just watched this documentary on social media and it just really makes you realize, you know, this came so fast. I mean, Paige doesn't even have her, a picture on my phone from her birth because she's 14. I didn't have a phone with the taking pictures. Right. So, you know, think of that was just 14 years ago and now we're like full speed ahead and it's just going to get faster. But to help these kids that, that are going through this social media where we never had that, you know, we don't even know what the effects of that is. I know. And that's why I think it's so important to have a routine and a schedule with your child. Like we have one with Jacob. I'm sure you have one with the girls. It's like he can only do certain things once he's done these other things. And we have time limits. And thankfully, he's really good about that. He's like, okay, I've done enough of this now. I'm going to focus on this. Like, I really think you need to kind of set that up from the beginning, especially now with social media. Because Adam and I have talked and we're just like, okay, like, how are we going to deal with this? And we just said day by day, day by day. (laughs) In my day. Right. Do you ever have friends of his, like before the quarantine, come over and they're completely in a different mindset than Jacob and you find yourself going, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I actually had a friend of his come over with his iPad and he was on his iPad the entire time. And I was like, I said to him, do you want to interact with Jacob while you're here? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was in shock. And so we haven't had a play date since. Like, I mean, you know, I don't mind if he hangs out with him at school or whatever, but I don't want someone coming over with an electronic device and being on that the entire time. No, you know, it's just, but you realize after I watched this documentary, the addiction that these young kids have. I mean, Jacob's age, my sister has an eight-year-old and she's, we were talking today and she was saying he's addicted. I mean, he can't, Like he'll be at school on Zoom and then he'll go in the bathroom and take his phone and he's in the bathroom forever. And she's like, what is going on? You have to get back to school. (laughs) You know, but you just don't, she's like, it's, it's terrible, you know? And so when you hear that and you realize we don't know really the repercussions of what's really going to happen to these whole thing, this era that they're living in, it just makes you, it wakes you up. I'm so against it. (laughs) I would be just like you. I mean, we've been to the beach where I've, we've laid there. And here are the daughters with the moms on her phone. And I said, is this a, where are we at the beach? Like, yeah. why are we having phones here? Yeah. But how do we do that? Like, it's, it's just, you know, you, you feel like the bad mom. I always feel like I'm the bad mom, but no, I am not. not the bad mom. <laughs> no, you're not. Cause you're setting them up to be able to interact in the real, real world. If you're constantly always on a device of whatever sort, you're never going to be able to communicate with people or to feel that essence. I, f- I truly do feel like spirit and nature are connected. You need to get outside for a little bit and connect with nature to recharge. Right. And I know that the girls, you know, being the last six months, you know, we were at, at home and we got outside and it was you know, just a blessing for our family to have that time together because we wouldn't have had that time. And it made me really realize how I was on a hamster wheel with them driving around and, you know, never having that time to just stop. Mm -hmm. What was your moments during that time where, at the beginning, especially when we first got that, you know, we're stuck, we're home, we can't go anywhere. What did it do for your family? It was, yeah, we weren't quite expecting that, but I thankfully very quickly because of my daily practice, I was able to go, okay, what am I grateful for? I am grateful that we are healthy. 
and that we are able to be together and that we can still go outside and go for a walk, which is nice. Thankfully, we had a backyard, like, you know, all these blessings. And I, and we, we talked about it as a family. And so that Jacob didn't feel so upset because obviously everything stopped for him in terms of after school play and being able to get outside and, you know, be on his basketball team and all these things. And so I said, let's all talk about the things we're grateful for. And I think that put us back in a mindset where like, okay, this too shall pass. And we're going to focus on what we have right in front of us. And I think that's why it's so important to have a daily practice, because when you have a daily practice, those big things that come in that might seem, it could be soul crushing are then like, okay, thank you. Let me find a solution for this. Mm -hmm. What is your take on now that we're really through it? What, six, seven months now, now reflecting on it and realizing everyone is going through this. I mean, really for the first time, every single person is dealing with the same thing. What's your meaning? Like if I was going to say to you, Sharice, when you were living during that time, what was the meaning that did the universe give you or God, or what do you feel like the meaning of this time has meant? Slow down and have that compassion, not only for yourself, because people forget to give it to themselves, but for everyone you meet, we're all literally in the same boat. And if you can have a little bit of a longer conversation with a mask on while you're outside mm-hmm. talking to somebody or, you know, just being in that moment more. I think it actually is helping for the earth to heal. I wish that there wasn't the part where people were dying from the virus, mm-hmm. but, you know, if we were to continue at the pace we were continuing before this happened, we're not going to have a place for our children to be living. So I think it's helping everyone to slow down and realize we don't need to consume as much. You know, we can be at peace. Mm -hmm. I realized how many things we consumed and thought we had to. Mm -hmm. And when we didn't have it for those many months, I thought, you know, we don't need that. Yeah. That was just not necessary. It's really where, you know, not with that I was in a daze, but when you look back now, I'm like, gosh, I was in a daze. You know, I just didn't. It was such a gift. And I know that I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking as a healthy, and I know people have been going through, it hasn't been a gift, but for me and my family, I think it just is a wake up call. It's a reset. And it's, you know, just interesting how it happened in this time of our life, you know, that we experience at this age and the kids are, our kids are this age and, you know, all the things that had to stop that hopefully the children and the the teenagers and, you know, the kids that are still at home appreciate things more. I mean, I know I do. And I hope that they get it instead of always wanting and always asking and, you know, all these things that it's like, give me this, give me that. And now it's like, wow, we didn't have that for six months. Was it really that important? Yeah, I agree 100% with you. I also, you know, give it up to the frontline workers too. I mean, I'm, you know, I think if anything, it really just shows like the kind of people that work those jobs and the gratitude that we should have. And one of the things actually Jacob's class did is they wrote a letter to like a a local frontline worker, which I thought was really beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's giving appreciation to those people that just are always there. And then you just don't, you take for granted and, exactly, you know, lift them up you know, and to have the, it's just, I think just being a mom, it's where I've tried to look at it is how can I teach these kids, you know, appreciation more, gratitude more, you know, we're in, you know, acceptance of this position that we're in. Like there's nothing you can do. And if you're going to complain about it, that's not going to make it any better. Right. 
Yeah, we have those conversations all the time. Like, no complaints, please. Let's instead turn that around and talk about what we're grateful for and the stuff that you want to complain about. If you need to vent or let it go, let's let it go once. And then we're not talking about it again. We're just talking about the things we're grateful for. And so throughout the day, I'll just walk around the house and be like, gosh, I'm just so grateful for our house. You know, or just different things. And I'm just saying things. And then sometimes, you know, Adam will join in or Jacob will join in. We have certain times where we do it all together, but it's like, I like to just kind of flower the, the yes. I love that. Oh, what a joy to be in a home with you. Aww. Those boys are so blessed. I'm blessed with them too. Oh, but your morning routine, I'm such about that morning routine. I have the same thing. I don't do the same things, but I have my morning routine, and which sets me up for the day in this I'm so excited when I get home from my workout and the girls are waking up and I'm in such a great mood and, you know, you can't take my joy away. You know, no one can steal your joy. And to start the day off that way, to someone who sets an alarm, jumps out of bed, gets in the shower, gets their coffee and runs to the car, right? What are they? How's that day? Yeah, exactly. When you take those, just those little moments, even if it's just when you wake up, you say, thank you, or I love you, like, you know, or awake, like what we do in our house when we, we wake up, we say awake and ready. You know, it's like, I always say, did you say it, Jacob? Oh yeah. And I, you know, so we have our little things and I think even those little things make a difference. And one of the things I love that I heard from one of the monks from the self-realization temple is that even if you don't have time, when you're in the shower, just imagine that that water is just cleansing you and you're feeling, you just feel so much gratitude to, you know, to, for that morning and just take that time, you know, even if you don't have time, make time, like in those little moments or when you're in the car driving over, you know, like, what are you thinking about? Where's your energy? Yeah. So important to be that, have that awareness and, You know, I wake, I wake up and I tell the girls, you have to smile before yes. you put your feet on the floor because you're telling your brain that you're happy. That's and then right. you feel the gratitude from the day before. You, I tell them three things. Just think of three things that made you feel so good. Mm-hmm. You know, because that feeling is just going to get through your body and it's just going to start your day off in this feeling of amazement and gratitude and smiling. And, and it, you know, to start that with those children... I mean, I, 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 the other children that I'm coming, that I've been visiting with are dealing with, you know, their moods or they get mad or they, you know, all these things. And it's just this, to see the shift in just like a couple months of, they don't know how to be mad anymore. They, it's just this exactly. automatic thing. It's like, see, it's, it works. <laughs> Well, because your brain is a computer. And so if you just let it run on its own, it's going to run on its own. But if you then go, hey, this is how I want to program you. And I'm going to keep programming you and programming you until you get exactly where I want you to be. You know, anything and everything is possible. Right. And, you know, I, I look at the word consistent or consistency in life. And when you learn that, everything in every way of your life, that's where the magic is. Because it just Amen. becomes just part of your life. And when you have those beautiful, all those practices that you do that just become natural and you're being this guiding light to Jacob and you and Adam do this amazing job as like showing him, you know, you're not telling him, you're showing him. I mean, there's certain things we do tell, but they're really (laughs) watching what we do, you know? Absolutely. And that is why he's craving the breath work or craving that because you haven't said, you know, it's like, wait, I love that. But he doesn't realize it went, but when you don't have it or it was not there that day, it's an empty part, you know, and that at eight years old to have that empty part of that beautiful gift. Think of what another 10 years is going to, what that is going to be. 
I mean, just beautiful. And Sharice, you're beautiful. And you're, oh, you're amazing beautiful. angel. And you are this, like you radiate, you're definitely on this earth to do what you're doing. And it's this, you know, God gives you these gifts. And when you find them and you start to share them, that's when it's just like so beautiful. And that's what, that's when I see you. That's what I feel like you're doing is giving the gifts that God gave you to everyone and sharing them. And people are drawn to you from that beauty and that light. And you just have this radiant of serving and giving and wanting everyone else to feel what you feel. And that's the way I see you for sure. Thank you. That is my whole goal. Like, how can I serve? And like, I want people to feel that that energy comes from within. It's not something I'm even giving them. It's really just helping them realize that it's within them and everybody, I can have access to it. Right. And you have it and you shine so bright, even if it's just on on a Zoom call. I know I can't wait to meet you in person. I know we will one day. Yes. How can I, how will the, are you on Instagram and Facebook or just? Yes. I am on Instagram at Sharice Bangs and my website is sharice.com. And let's like, what's the next thing that you're going to do? Like, what's your next journey? Do you have anything that you're working toward? Yeah, actually, Adam and I are working together and we're creating a couple different courses that we're going to offer through Enhanced Living, which is a group that we have on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook and you want to join our group, that would be amazing. It's called Enhanced Living. And we're actually working on a relationship course because we've been together almost 12 years and we've been through a lot. And I think the most amazing thing that has always kept us together is the fact that we both want to evolve as individuals and be the best version of ourselves. And we inspire each other to do that no matter what. And so we want to talk about how you can find that life again in your relationship if you're feeling like it's kind of dwindled or you don't feel that connection anymore. We want to talk about how you can find that again. Or if you're somebody that doesn't have a a romantic relationship and you want to find that, we're going to talk about the different things that we did prior to meeting and just different things that we've learned along the way. Oh, that's beautiful. And so many people will be so into that. But what would be, okay, you have me interested. I just want to ask you one more question regarding yeah. that before we go. But what would be the one thing that you did that you feel like prepared you to meet Adam? Like if you were going to teach somebody that, what is that? Just feeling completely filled up, like completely filled up and being totally okay. If I wasn't with somebody, I felt completely just so in love with my soul energy connected to the universe and and just with my friendships and just everything around me, I just felt complete. Like, so I think that's the most important thing is to feel completely filled up because when you're coming from that full place, there's really nothing to worry about. You know, I sat right. down with Adam. I'm like, I'll be me, you be you, and we'll just see if this works out. No hard feelings if it doesn't. <laughs> right. Because you're so filled with that. You just know who you are. Yes. You know, and whatever he brings is a bonus. Absolutely. That whole you complete me thing is not, <laughs> doesn't it's work. It's fun for a movie. And I, I like that movie a lot, but I don't feel that that's something that's going to be great for a lasting relationship. You need to feel complete on your own and feel like you want to grow with this person. Like you're choosing to be with this person. And I choose that with Adam every day. I feel like our relationship is over this quarantine time, even just even like it has gone up by, I don't even know how many times, you know, it's just, I feel so close to him and I, I feel like I could tell him anything and I'm so in love with him. I know. I feel the same way. It's been that way for us too. And I think in Adam's 
podcast, I told him that. Like I could have thought, you know, it was a great, we had, you know, it's always been great, but I think this time together has skyrocketed it to the next level. Who would have thought, right? I know. We're so blessed. And that's, uh, yeah, I yeah, want that Very grateful. Very yeah. grateful. And I'm grateful for you. And I have taken up this time of yours. And I'm so happy that we got to have this time because you are such a blessing to this world and to my listeners who will be so honored to hear this. And uh, you are a beautiful human being. So are you. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to meet you in person. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.